0: Welcome to Dumb Question. I'm your host, Kent McKay, and I know a lot of interesting people. I bring them on, and I ask them dumb questions. In this episode, Laura Tonesco and Matt Maitland of Obviously Improv. Obviously, Improv is a Calgarian improv troupe of which I am also a part. We have a fundraiser coming up on April 4th, and tickets are available for that in a link below in the show notes. So here's part one of my chat with Laura and Matt. Hi, guys, how you doing? I'm good. Laura's shy. Laura's waving. I'm good. <laughs> she makes great radio waving. <laughs> so, I'm joined today by uh, Laura Tinesco and Matt Maitland of Obviously Improv. And in almost of clarity, I am also a member of Obviously Improv, so this is not a non unbiased... biased.
1: This is a 100% biased podcast. <laughs> exactly.
0: So, now the, po- the, the uh, podcast, please, will be off my case. So, what have you guys been doing in the world of Obviously Improv?
1: Well, it's a really exciting time for OffProv right now. The biggest thing coming up is our fundraiser that's going to be going on um, in early April on the 4th. So that's the biggest thing. But there's so many interesting arts projects that have been crackling in OffProv. I think it's a real time of experimentation. (laughs) Laura's nodding. (laughs) Uh, The... um, (laughs) I've I've been away in in Toronto for a while, and so coming back after six months into some off-prov rehearsals um, have been really cool just to see uh, the growth that's been going on. Not only are they exploring Mask, uh, they're also creating brand new short form games, pushing that art form, and just looking at storytelling from a bunch of different angles, which uh, even six months ago they weren't exploring.
0: Yeah, it's it's been really interesting because we kind of opened the floodgates and we thought we could do whatever we wanted now. So you could, start, you could start dropping in new things. Like, you took the mask class from uh, Steve Duran last summer and liked it.
2: hmm Yes, it was great. It was awesome. I was super inspired by it, so...
1: Yeah, and now you're making... you made masks and stuff, too, right? Mm-hmm. What's that like?
2: Uh, well, actually super relaxing. Yeah? Yeah, like, really? sculpting clay has this kind of uh, meditative like vibe it, to it like in, you gotta keep. yeah like coloring is kind of calming and and so yeah I mean it's it's super creative it's very creative and really forgiving clay is super forgiving so yeah it's been really fun and we learned lots like we made a couple of batches and we learned a lot from batch one to batch two and yeah it's been awesome
0: so the work the comes from uh Keith Johnstone's book uh Impro so when you first read that chapter, what did you think of it?
2: I stopped reading.
1: <laughs> I finished it. I finished the whole way through. and um, Well,
2: I've read it since, but...
1: Yeah, no, no, but I, I, did, I did think, what happened to this great book about improv uh, for, for a minute? And, and uh, it just seemed like such a tangent. Um, and yeah, mm-hmm. so many years later, you've now kind of come back and it's become an important part of what you do.
2: Well, something else that I'm exploring right now is puppetry, too. Uh, just like personally as an artist and, and as a teacher, yeah. I teach elementary drama. And so, um, what I've been, as I've been doing more and more workshops on it and reading more about it, I've actually, I didn't know this before, but puppetry is, uh, or sorry, mask is a form of puppetry, which I didn't know. Mm. Because you're giving, you're animating an inanimate object, and so it's puppetry, and um, so the two are super linked. And puppetry, I find, is so linked to improv, like the the movement and uh, like sort of impulse and the idea of being. Or- like seeing what you already have and being It And also organic. there's like
1: a lack of props, you know, it's, it's simplistic. The movement yeah. has to indicate things, you know, like you're not having full sets necessarily. The suspension of disbelief has to be there too.
2: And I've been doing puppetry with just sounds, just emotional sounds. And, um, it's super charming. It's, it's a lot like mask and improv. Yeah. It's been cool. So I want to do puppetry with improv too and I've got a show percolating in my mind.
0: Yeah because I've I've mentioned it a couple times because it sounds exciting right? It's like puppetry with improv because the Henson group actually does improv with puppets and they kind of just throw new puppeteers into that and that's kind of their training ground is improv with puppets live with an audience (laughs) and I, I thought that was kind of gonzo. Yeah
2: but like for like personally, for yeah. me, what what I find interesting, like the Henson style of puppetry, not as much because that to me is a lot like just regular regular improv. Like I'm coming up with dialogue, we're creating a story. These characters are meeting. Mm. Um, but then, like I took a, an old Trouts workshop, and um, they're super cool, and um, and they were just, they got me focusing just on the just on sounds. And um, it was so much more engaging. And if you watch an old trout show, they they don't use a lot of language. They tried. They said the the um, the medium is most powerful visually, and so to use to use that to its benefit. So it's like cool. And so I'm I'm making all these connections between improv and it does mask, sound a lot between. more like
0: mask and clown than totally yeah. and clown
2: too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm learning a a lot of different things about improv this year just just by going down this sort of mask path.
1: And do you think it, it is a function of you being an artistic director that it's just something you're doing in a concerted way or if it just happens to be that your life is is surrounded by these different artistic things right now? I don't know. Chicken, chicken or the <laughs> egg, Laura? Chicken or the egg? Well,
2: I think part <laughs> of, like, this is, this is the first time I've been an artistic director and I just kind of uh, stepped into the role and, and, you know, just started doing things. And, and so I don't, I'm totally learning how to be an artistic director. So being, uh, I, yeah, I guess I was like, Oh, we need a direction artistically because I'm the artistic director. I'm gonna, a, gonna, a, I'm a direct the
1: art <laughs>
2: Oh my God. What kind of art are we going to do? And so, you know, we haven't abandoned what we've always done as a group. Um, Because historically we used to play together with the improv guild, and now we have a new group together, and so we continued on doing that style, Um, and it's tweaked a bit, you know, with with that cabaret style format. It's tweaked a little, and we, like you were saying, inventing new games and um, working on grounding ourselves within our zany kind of high energy style. Um, but then also a lot of members expressed interest in mask work. And, and so I was like, okay, I'll go find out about it <laughs> and bring it back and see what we can learn together. So, yeah, I think it's been fun and hard, super hard.
1: And, I mean, not a lot of groups in Canada are doing it, really. I, I can't think of too many others that are exploring it as deeply as you guys are, which is really cool. I, I'm, I mean, I'm struggling to even think of one, to be honest.
2: Yeah, the moose does have some... Um, well, like they have a lot of history in Mask. Yeah, for sure. But um, but they don't really play on stage with Mask, certainly not in a regular sense. I would say more in a rare sense they do that. Or when Steve is back in Canada, back in Calgary, sure. playing, then he'll he'll bring it out a little bit more. But that's in the short summer months. So the rest of the year he's touring in Europe and sharing Steve his rare. wisdom there. Yeah. yeah.
0: Because it, it is an interesting art form in and of itself just a great tool to, to ground the rest of the work as well. And I think that's what the Moose kind of have, have... I can't speak for them, but have kind of taken it on as something that you do, you learn about it and go, oh, that's great, and now I can... That informs the rest of my work. I don't need to actually put the mask on. Um,
2: yeah, well, I mean, yeah, mask training is an actor training tool for sure. And, you know, when Keith was teaching acting via mask... He was super weird. I I don't know if you read his autobi or his um, biography that no, was written. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's good times. I'm going to. Oh yeah, it's so cool. Like the stuff of when he's in England and um, his childhood and his beginnings teaching as a professor at the at the Royal Court. Um, he he was like super weird as a professor, getting people to put these masks on and make sounds and like be crazy, and. Um, you know, the other professors are jealous of him because everyone thinks he's really cool and weird and pushing boundaries, and the students are signing up for his class and not theirs, um, which is ultimately why he moved to Canada, for a more welcome reception from, from his artistic peers. Anyway, forget why I started talking about that, but there's Keith, Keith the Mask Man.
0: Because <laughs> hey, it took me about three reads of the chapter to go, okay, now I need to put a mask on.
2: Yeah, and since I did mask work, then I've gone back and read it twice since. And it's still kind of freaky. Like, he when when he brought that work forward, he was reading about tribes yeah. and, what, and what it means. Like, they would talk for, like, three weeks about the spirit is going to come, and we're going to have this big celebration around the fire, and you're the one that's going to be possessed by the spirit or the demon or whatever. And um, this person would be, like, jazzed up for three weeks about it. And, like, just think about the power, of the psychology of of something like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And that was all through sounds and movement, right? So that's that's how he approached the work. And that's why it's, it's sort of civilized itself. And that's why Keith talks about civilizing a mask. Yeah. So, like, first the mask is, like, super crazy. And then you teach it to speak. You teach it to... Um, you know, listen to yeah. you sometimes. The,
0: the, the really advanced masks, some of them can read. Yeah. They can, so they can do lines and a play and that type of thing and they kind of you know, go through development stages and they and they age can they age kind of thing. And I I thought the natural extension of that would be can a mask get to the point where it gets bored and then has to take a mask class? <laughs> <laughs> That's getting pretty, pretty, pretty meta. meta. That's up. pretty. That's put that on my business card. <laughs> pretty meta. <laughs> Which is a picture of my business Can't card on the business <laughs> card. <laughs> so, uh, the, the mention the fundraiser in April. What can people expect to see at the fundraiser?
1: Fun. <laughs>
2: Raising. <laughs>
1: We, we should have planned uh, that better. That fun. Was... To... You go. Oh, you oh, back go. Of, back of, back of, back of. What can people expect at <laughs> the fundraiser in April? Okay, well, it's a really cool format. Oh, we're going to do it again? Now
2: we are going to do it again. Oh, okay.
1: Sorry, okay. I, I missed that social cue. All
0: right.
1: Uh, last time? or <laughs> okay. I guess the people, well, the people <clears throat> spoke. They want it. Okay. We can cut this out. Don't worry. <laughs> no,
0: what what can people that. expect to see at the fundraiser in April? Fun.
2: Drazing. Oh, now that that it just sounds okay. So that was
1: worth it. I think it was worth it.
0: Okay, okay. So there will be fun and funds.
1: Um, yes. Yeah, it's a really, really cool format, um, the improv games. It really is a, a great way to, to bring out all the different troops in Calgary and all, all the improv troops, and they represent something very specific about what they do, both in the style of improv that they play and also the way that they dress and they interact with the audience because it's, it's pretty much the most interactive uh, improv show you're going to get.
0: Yeah, it was like last year I was present there with a judge, and it was like being at a like a wrestling match or something. Everyone just shouting and really being on. Which is like the
2: origins of theater sports, and it is this is it's it's theater sports e, um, in that the scenes are judged and the audience, you know, has that interactive thing. But there's also this. Yeah, there was that fire that like the old moosers talk about mm-hmm. in the original days, like audience members super intense yeah, and passionate od- like, about. When, it. I
0: don't think a lot of people knew what they were getting into when they came. Yeah. Because they'd never seen it before. And once it got going by the time like the second wave kinda hit, it was it was a little crazy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah, and that, that energy is here because all of these groups are, are directly appealing uh, to, to audience members to donate for their cause essentially. So so what other groups are gonna be there?
2: Uh, well, we have, um, obviously, Improv. Notorious is uh, representing. They're a hip-hop improv group in town. We have the and Odds, uh and some of their subgroups. They have an all-female group called Fatal and another group called Adventure. They're all sending two tributes for our Hunger Games-themed fundraiser um who else do we have coming dirty laundry and also their teen next generation dirty laundry group and uh the 404s are coming as well yeah nice. i think i got everybody
1: yeah i think that's it there's eight groups right
2: yeah hmm. uh so the premise the premise of the show is that everyone sends two tributes and then they um will be pitted against one another in a series of scenes which are judged uh and scored But at each round, you can get uh, an advantage or a disadvantage given to you based on what happens with the audience. So the audience can vote for who's gonna get the advantage or disadvantage um, by sponsoring a team. So if your team gets sponsored and you win, then you get the advantage or the other team gets the disadvantage. Uh, And then uh, teams go on and on like that until there's one winner. And so it's kind of like gambling, but also super fun. Uh, I think gambling is kind of fun. So that's probably why the audience does
0: too. <laughs> yeah, because people start getting into it because they bring actual cash. They turn those into tokens, coins.
2: Yeah, coins. Yeah, yeah. And they
0: use those coins to, uh, to basically buy favor, to curry the judge's favor. Yeah. And, yes, yes, and, yes. And, and to and to either help or screw over yeah various teams so. and by the
2: end of the sh- of the show like people were like screaming to get to get their coins put in, in the people were holding like
0: like yeah people <laughs> were just
2: they were like screw the coins we don't have any coins we're just gonna put I've, I've called our cash here and it was super fun uh
1: yeah it was it was wild um and, yeah, because a currency is created for the night. So people, people get to just really be immersed in this world. And teams you know, break that fourth wall, and they'll appeal to them personally at different points during the show and before the show. So you really get to know the performers, get to know the styles. It's, uh, it's unlike any other improv event I've ever been to.
2: And uh, we're encouraging audience to dress up in a capital theme. So, you know, like crazy colors. Um,
1: Ostentatious um, yeah, acts.
2: Like yeah, f- fedoras and
1: fascinators. and
2: fascinators.
1: Well, the you know, The Hunger Games is is, is so visually rich, right? Watching those movies and, and reading those books. And it's, it's been cool to try to capture as much of that as possible in the fundraiser. It's not just an improv show. We're trying to really capture the feel of it and, and give people, a, like, a different night out. It's not it's, it's not like going to an improv show. It's not like going to an art gallery. You know, there's just different aspects of it that all come together um, just to, to make it fun for a lot of different reasons.
0: Yeah, what other form of entertainment can you, like, uh, influence the outcome mm-hmm. of the either the sporting event or the or the or the drama with yeah. your money it's like no i want this guy to die or i want these guys this team this plucky young team i want them to advance yeah. and you put money down and try to make that happen like yeah. There's
1: not even a parallel anywhere else. It really is kind of like the Hunger Games. Like we, yeah. Bloodsport. We, yeah. We've one make, sport. yeah. the only other... Yeah, exactly. It's a long tradition of humans wanting to Gladiators. bet on other humans. Yeah.
2: Maybe we'll make a gladiator show.
1: Oh, my God. You, like, get, a get a weapon on the, on the
0: newcomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We can play the Star Trek battle theme. Da-da-da. I'm real lions. Real lions. will get one. We'll get a little one in from the zoo. Get a zoo sponsored. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we've hit on gold here. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) we're mining straight gold right now yeah because because by the end of it it was
0: emotional because by the end of it the last team was standing and everyone threw up the, the Hunger Games three finger salute and it was like yeah Somehow, mo- very moving to have this completely artificial.
1: Uh, it really content. was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was super fun. Like yeah. everyone got
2: into it.
1: it. you know, it, it, it's you know the thing about theater. You're supposed to go to theater, so the sudden it provides catharsis uh, for the audience members. That's why they go. You know, they go through. They go through things. They're changed, right? That's what theater's supposed to do. And in a way, <laughs> this silly little improv show did that. There was, there, I felt like there was some some connection. People's favorites when they fell. You know, when when they were eliminated, there was there's gasps and like <laughs> cries from the audience. Yeah. You know. The, Like that, we're going. Some
0: people got applause. It's like, yes, you were limited because of the math and everything worked out, but you did not lose. (laughs) We We are. You you did not lose. You You did your district (laughs) proud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: It was great. It It was a lot of fun, and I hope, hopefully, this year is twice as much fun
2: well last year we had to turn away like a bunch of people at the door we sold out last year yeah. we totally went beyond our wildest imaginations and so this year we have a bigger venue and we're hoping to sell that out too
0: yeah which is a uh, Festival Hall in yeah. Inglewood
1: in yeah which is a really cool uh, venue that not a lot of people have necessarily been to unless they've seen um, uh, some some concerts or uh, at the Fringe Festival but it's it's great for improv and I think it's going to lend itself really well to this sort of uh, um, Stylized event that we 're doing It's fantastic, yeah, and uh, just check out the best way to find tickets is just go to Facebook and find off Prov on Facebook, and uh, then yeah, from there you can you can get some tickets, and yeah, do get them in advance if you want and, to come. and bring cash. Yeah. <laughs> Bring
2: cash, buy yourself some coins.
1: Yeah, that's it's you know, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have food and drinks and everything too. So come down and you know, it's 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 fun, it's it's an evening of entertainment, yeah you, you'll have some snacks, you'll see some theater like you have never seen before.
2: <laughs> and it fuels our whole season, right? So we can pr- we can produce like this this season we made um. What have we done? We did a Who's Line version of a show. We did a Wheel of Improv. We did um, an improvised musical. In a couple weeks, we have hip hop coming. Yeah, that's good. So be dope. we've been spending um, the funds that we raised last year to workshop those in our rehearsal space that we need to rent. And also, um, you know materials for the masks and learning about that and bringing in instructors to help train us in these these new ideas that we're also following so the event is called officially the improv games catching funds so you can you can google google it
0: check that out it's gonna be super fun so can, I'll put the link in the show notes
2: oh yeah so
1: anyone
0: actually listens to this can go and click on it yeah fantastic
1: but you should you should talk about the hip opera what's going on with that I'm curious.
2: Oh my gosh, the hip opera is gonna be so fun. Like, we had a rehearsal on just this past week, and it was so good that I was like, I felt that it, it is like, oh, no the, one saw it.
0: The, 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 yeah. like you can't best your workshop.
2: So <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we gotta we gotta just cancel the show. No, <laughs> it was you, like you really. You come at
1: artistic direction from a different angle. <laughs>
2: It doesn't matter who saw it. If the show is good, we close.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One and done, in and out, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, it's just so fun because, like, hip-hop really inspires a lot of People in the troupe, and it's and even the people who aren't necessarily so into it. Oh, we are, make them
1: get into it. Are,
2: are, they have so much fun, right? <laughs> and it's so fun to see people just like giving their all to something that is maybe not necessarily their wheelhouse, and that that's that commitment thing in improv that it's like charming. And well, like Calgary is perhaps
1: the least urban city in Canada, you know. So yeah. we
2: won the cultural award.
1: Well, so it's we just have that. in term, but in terms of like hip hop culture, it's it's a funny thing to see a bunch of you know white kids from Calgary put on a hip hop musical Uh, but there's because it's approached in such a silly way and there's something sort of over the top and a little bit ridiculous about hip hop anyways that it works right there's a reason why the Beastie Boys worked there's no reason like two two Jewish kids you know from (laughs) like early hip hop was crazy like
0: they were doing like they were from we're from outer space kind of thing like they put on different characters and it wasn't all uh, as hard and gangster as it is now and in the 90s in the
1: 70s and 80s it was there's some pretty unique stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, look no further than Flavor Flav. And you know that, like, hip-hop is just <laughs> ridiculous. And so it's, so it works. And it's also, you know, the idea of, of freestyle rapping is connected to the improv brain. And so hip-hop is, is a way to, to access another part of your brain improvisationally, to create poetry on the fly. So there is, there's a lot of different access points that I think also make it work.
2: Yeah, and it's hip-hopera. So it's also, um, like, we're mashing up improv in a story a full-length story we're mashing that together with rapping but but even more than that also like R&B style songs and singing and having choruses so like we're pulling elements from these different um, styles and kind of mashing them all together and yeah it's been super fun workshopping it we have Ellis Lalonde playing uh, improvising on piano for us uh, for the run so yeah I'm pretty excited You should come to it. It's part of the Fresh Notes Festival, which is coming next uh, two weeks.
1: Uh, yeah, that's super exciting too. Tell me about the Fresh Notes Festival. So Fresh Notes is Calgary's first musical um, comedy festival. Um, we're bringing in uh, the comedians and improvisers and sketch artists all together um, to just basically sing you some dirty songs. Essentially, dirty. Well, well usually. I mean, I, I, if I pay money, I want to hear. Yeah, at least one dirty song. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's being presented by Notorious, so it's 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 got uh, you know Fresh Notes is the name. It's definitely gonna have a hip hop sort of uh, you know under ground vibe throughout the whole thing as well um, it's just musical comedy is a huge growing um, part of the comedy world right now look at you know the, the Saturday Night Live you know, 40th anniversary episode look at um, you know Flight of the Concords look at Lonely Island there's so much of it that's coming in mainstream yeah. uh, to the mainstream right now and so Canada's starting to do it too of course you know we've, we've you know Arrogant worms. Canada's got a rich history of musical comedy, and it, it's 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 something that's really, um, really starting to pop up all over the country. And so this festival is just about bringing them together, um, mostly with a local focus, but with artists from you know Toronto and Edmonton in as well. And it's gonna make you laugh and also sing along. <laughs> And that's something weird. Like I had this crazy experience um, where I was uh, teaching a workshop at the University of Calgary, and suddenly, b- behind me, I hear a chorus from a notorious show that I did. I, I was I, uh, there was a <laughs> yeah, group of four girls too. singing a chorus from their university students, and they were singing the chorus of a show that I did. Yeah. And and it's one thing to remember a show and come up to someone and say, Hey, great job! You know, like really good work. And I, you know, after the fact they remember you. That's one thing. But then for someone to actually be able to quote something you did on stage that's incredible and that's never happened to me before and I think because Mm -hmm. of the music people can do that it stays with them in a different way there's something about that and it's kind of
0: quasi-documented but not understood is if you can put a bit of a melody into something you can remember you can remember lyrics to a song
2: well it's like like, like phone numbers and jingles yeah
1: Exactly. Sleep like Country, sleep. Canada. Yeah.
2: Why buy a mattress anywhere else?
1: Ting. Yeah, now you gotta <laughs> <get> some, <laughs> now you gotta
2: <laughs> pay them. That you money. gotta
1: pay Sleep Country. You <laughs> gotta get that mattress money.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but exactly right. Well, that's, that's
0: why they started Schoolhouse Rock, is because the guy realized his kids can remember rock song lyrics, but not <laughs> the facts of the school. So we put the same thing to a jingle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we did a show, a musical show. Uh, with the uh, the guild a couple years ago, and my wife and I still sing the 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 chorus from that song, because you get stuck in your head, and it's just it's just a few lines, and if you know it's that's I mean, funny, they get stuck in your head. So like, yeah, it, it, having music and comedy.
1: Well, that's it, right? You remember jokes, and you also remember that, and so it. <laughs> There's a weird level of takeaway from musical comedy uh, that audiences, I don't think, get, even with traditional improv. And so that's, that's cool. It's going it to be part improvised, part scripted. We're celebrating all sorts of musical comedy. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm really excited about it. Four great venues, too. We're going to uh, Vern's Tavern, which has become this really cool indie home for comedy in Calgary now. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Cafe Koi, which has been uh, the home of uh, Notorious and obviously Improv for the last year and a half. It's been great there. And then finally closing out at Yuck Yucks, so we're doing the big finale at Yuck Yuck's on um, March 29th. And that one's uh, bringing in uh, a bunch of sketch troops as well. Um, so you're going to see a real blend of, of musical comedy in tons of different ways. It's something like you've never seen before. Sweet.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really exciting to happen in Calgary because uh, we've got a lot of really good stand-up uh, foundation and obviously a good uh, improv. But bringing up in that music comedy, it's hard to, you know, people who perform it have a hard time finding venues. Like they end up going to, go to like open mics for like jazz and like, okay, hope you like my dick joke song because that's what I
1: do. <laughs> yeah. You know I love
2: me a dick joke.
1: That's a true thing about Lord Tunesco. Well,
2: in the, in the right context. Let's be real. <laughs> nah, she's pulling back.
1: she's pulled
0: back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's just but qualifying it.
2: Yeah, okay. I love a good dick joke. Yeah. Can, well, is that a good yeah, a, a, a
0: good dick sure. joke. Yeah. I, but I hate a bad dick joke. Yeah. I, I, I hate do. D- I, I, I do. Right? I, I specialize in those. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gonna do uh, like a uh, a year, like from January, I was gonna do a year of dick jokes, Because every day, posting <laughs> on Twitter. But I thought, no, that's how you got. That's how people
1: unfollow you. <laughs>
2: Sometimes there's too much dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got to get in with the right crowd <laughs> for that to really fly. <laughs> Yeah. I think if you really got like a lot of teenage boy followers, you probably it, that, is, that is my wheelhouse. Of... <laughs>
0: me, 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 teenage boys and a dick between us. That's the oh, uh, oh, see, it's a bad dick joke. It's a bad dick oh. joke. Yeah, yeah, Laura's she hating it. it. Laura, see? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, the that's the measurement. I'm glad I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah, she,
1: she, she showed basically all of her teeth when she was making that ooh sound, yeah. like all of them. Yeah, i love visual for you got back at home. <laughs> So you just
0: came back from Toronto, yeah, and you've been uh, in, involved in the improv scene there mm-hmm. uh, for your for your short time there. Yeah, what's that like, and how does it? How would you compare it to what you see in Calgary?
1: Well, uh, the I'd say the girth of the scene is the biggest thing. Is
2: that a dick joke? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That was kind of good, right? Good. Yeah, 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 I yeah, liked it. See, I liked see,
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. See Ken. See. <laughs> see. I always have a dick joke on the tip of my tongue. Ah, <laughs> there you go. Just the tip. Just the tip. Oh!
1: Yeah, you tagged it. You tagged my dick joke. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You got on board. Uh, She's not averse to making them either, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Happily married though, so. Um, Toronto. So yeah, Toronto uh, is. uh, Toronto's great. There's is it's just a huge scene. Um, And so it's just nice, seven days a week, there's always shows, improv, sketch, comedy, all over the place. You can just see so much and, you know, um, I'm starting to to participate in more and more different shows as you meet people um, and just perform at different stages, you get asked to do uh, different nights and because there's so much work going on, the opportunities for for stage time are there. Especially if, you know, you're coming in with some experience, right? It's, Calgary is an amazing training ground uh, for for improv. The improv we do here is great. It really stacks up nicely against everywhere that i 've traveled to in the country it's um, you know it 's heavily influenced by keith johnstone it's it 's pretty pure um, in terms of uh, following the rules of improv what we believe to be the rules of improv and so what emerges is really lovely um, grounded uh, um, fast work from the city for the most part and it's it's a cool trademark, and, and you know there are other Calgarians that are in Toronto. I see it from them as well. We really connect on on an improv level because um, I mean, we speak the same language, and it's uh, it's it's about making your partner look good, and that's such a that's such a, a, a like a, a foundational concept um, of Calgary improv, and something I believe really strongly in, and I feel I basically connect with everyone in the city about that. It's it really defines us, and Toronto is a little bit different because improv is a, a platform. Um, to to other things there in a different way than it is here. When we're doing improv, we're basically just doing it for the sake of improv. We're not doing it because we want to generate sketch from it. We're not doing it because we're workshopping a film.
2: We're hoping to get discovered.
1: Or, or yeah, exactly right. It's not. It's, we're doing it for the for the love of the improv itself mostly. You know, of course you want to improve. You want to get better. And opportunities come up if 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 you just get you know if you get to be an adept storyteller and are funny on stage. Sure, things will come up. But in Toronto, it's. Um, It's it's just part of it's part of the whole it's the part of the whole thing. There's there's people that are you know there's producers and and film directors and 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 other people that are um, producing sketch shows and it's just it's a it's a business there, and so that just changes the approach to it. Do we see that?
0: Part two of my interview with Matt and Laura go to standupcomic.ca.